Welcome to the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Vincent Williams, and I'm joined as always by my partner. Hey, what's up? This is Len, aka The Bat Tribble. And tonight, on this stop, we're going back to the source. We are going to visit one of the works of our spiritual godfather, writer, director, playwright, novelist, and actor, actor, salesman, the great Oscar Michelle, as we spend some time in Harlem, as we watch Murder in Harlem from 1935. No, you gotta say it. Murder. Murder. In Harlem. In Harlem. (laughs) Written, directed, produced by Oscar Michelle. But before we see who was murdered (laughs) in Harlem. Speaking of which. Yes. Do you, have you watched, there's a new show on Hulu. Yes. Called Only Murders in the Building. I have not, but I've heard great things about it it's a cute show with okay. uh steve martin martin short and selena gomez yes and it basically while they are trying to solve a murder um they're also doing it while building and doing a true crime podcast about the murder yes it's pretty funny man okay I'm okay en- i'm enjoying it i will add you to the list of people who have recommended it to me oh okay and i will See about watching it. When people recommend things to you, right? Yes. It, is there, like, like whose recommendation has clout? Because some people say stuff, and you're like, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I have a, I have a. Li- I mean, you're you're very much on the list. Mm-hmm. You're well, very much on the list. Like I have to say, I think. What did you tell me to watch? It may have been Fleabag. I did. Tell like you I always watch think. I always think you're the one who told me. To watch Fleabag, but I have a list of people of like yeah. you know like four or five people that I know their taste, mm-hmm. and they kind of curate things for me. Okay, so how does Wendy do? Your, your wife, Wendy, how does she do in curating things? Does she know pretty much? But well, I do the curating for her. Ah, oh, right, like very really? rarely. I mean, because you know this is like like I'm just vacuuming it in. Okay, gotcha. just just all the time from all types of different places and 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 very rarely would does Wendy run into something mm. and it's like oh you know I think you should watch it because you know that's my jam okay that's that's my jam like I just officially recommended um Ted Lasso to her oh yeah all you Apple people swearing about Ted Lasso it's really good I, like like I hate to be that guy mm-hmm. like 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 the Ted Lasso people have turned into the Ted Lasso people. Yes, you have. It really is that good. Is it really that good? It really is that good. And, you know, everything that people say, like like the quality is that high. Mm-hmm. Plus, just at this moment. Okay. It's a really good feeling show. I did hear that. I heard it's like, yeah. like it's, I think. That's one of the reasons why it has been resonating so right. much with, for people is because it is a feel-good show. Right. Now, there's a cold, dark place in my heart that thinks that this whole concept of this all shucks white dude from the Midwest mm-hmm. kind of fixing everything mm-hmm. 
is very much science fiction. <laughs> like, I'm so glad the white dude from the Midwest showed up. Mm-hmm. Now things are infinitely better. Right. But that aside, it really is that good. Really that good? It, it really is that good. Okay. All right. So. If I can make another recommendation to you. Okay. Because the second season has just premiered on Netflix. Okay. Of an animated series. It probably is more for, I'd say, like, young teens, teenagers. Mm-hmm. But an adult can watch it and enjoy it. Okay. Because I did. All right. And it's called Kid Cosmic. Okay. It is, re- I think you will love it because it almost is illustrated. I mean, illustrated. It's animated like an illustration, like like a comic book illustration. Okay. You know, like you can almost see like the, the pen marks and everything like that. And it's about this meteorite that hits this sleepy like town and i think like in outside of uh las vegas or whatever and it may or may not start giving people powers i don't want to give it give it away to you but it's so cool and funny okay i really think like if you i don't know about wendy but you and camille okay think would enjoy it all right on the list all right and Wendy did chime in, say that you are the curator. Yes. So, because I, you know, I, I, I watch a lot of nonsense. Well, so you know, have that's to, what we do. Have to, right? Um, like Vince said, we are going to be reviewing Oscar Bichot's Murder in Harlem. Yes, this evening. But before we turn on the microphones, Vince played me this comedy <laughs> bit from the comedian. Ryan Davis, who did this really funny bit, pretty much just stating what I feel we all know. <laughs> and that is that Nia Long is the <laughs> finest actress in Hollywood history. Yes. And Ryan proceeds to go through some of her more famous films in her filmography as evidence yes. of how fine she is and one of them that he pointed out to me is one of my favorite films Mm -hmm. and that is love jones yes and he points out how in love jones lorenz tate character upon seeing nia long and being you know god smacked Mm -hmm. at the beauty that is nia long Mm mm-hmm Changes the name of his poem on the spot. Yes. Just to impress her. Mm-hmm. And she curbs him. Yes. Sees her at the record shop. Yes. Flirts with her a little bit there. Politely flirting. Not over, over you know. Sure, sure, out sure. Of, out, of, out of line. She curbs him. Yes. Steals her address. Yes, he does. From the record store. Yes, he does. So that he can get with her. Yes. Gets with her. She's so fine mm-hmm. that the morning after in her house, he has done an entire Google search of her home. Mm-hmm. Years before Google. And made her 
not scrambled eggs and no, toast. No, not scrambled eggs. He's made her a pristine resort style omelet using other people's pans. Using other people's pans. That's yes, never he did. done. Yes, he did. That is never done. And it doesn't stop there. No. Because Nia Long, after falling for him, feels that she has some unfinished business mm-hmm. in another town. Yes. And goes with her ex. Ex-fiance. Ex-fiance. Yeah. In another town. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lives with the boy. Yes. Not goes to see him. That's right. Moves in with the boy. They've gone grocery shopping because, remember, she ate up his cereal. Exactly. When she had the option to get her own cereal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was the death knell of that relationship. Yes. Yes. Comes back to town. Yes. And then does breaks every rule in the man code book it's true because she dates lorenz tate bull bill bellamy at his slimy best his slimiest at his slimiest now she's wrong because she knows that they're bulls oh yes she's a terrible human being actually but don't get it twisted bill bellamy's more wrong because they're bulls. Absolutely. But Bill Bellamy had been slimy throughout the movie. It's actually a great character. It is a great character. Yeah. It is a great character. What it is, he's Terrence Howard without the charm. Right. That's what he is. You think about it. He is. Terrence Howard actually, I'm assuming you mean Terrence Howard in The Best Man. Right. He actually had a code of ethics, though. But that's what I, well, the okay. dude, the dude, Terrence Howard and the best man would never have done no, he what Bill have. Bellamy did. Bill Bellamy don't care. Yeah. And that's why Bill Bellamy's career is where it is now. It's I mean, all because of this role. Right, right. I, you know what? It is. I will co-sign it. It tracks. I will co-sign it. I do think there, there are people who play roles so well mm-hmm. that it, yeah, it spills over that's to their right. Career. Yeah. But. But. Back to Nia Long. Back to Nia Long. Never long. Teflon away. Nia Long. Teflon Nia. Don't none of that stick. No, no, don't no. Don't none of that. She slide right out like an omelet. Yeah, yeah. In another person's spot. Uh, Back. Skillet. Into the arms of Lorenz Tate. Who says, thank you, 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 and kisses her in the rain mm-hmm. in a scene that it plays in a loop in my head at least every third day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is how fine Nia Long is. Nia Long is so fond in Love Jones, you don't even think about the fact that he stole her address off of her checkbook, but she was house-sitting somebody else's house. Mm-hmm. Which meant that either she got some checks made up with the house that she's house sitting on the check. Right. Or that that's a continuity error that no one thinks about. <laughs> that's how fine Neil Long that's is. That's how fine she is. Because really, he should have ended up at her apartment. Right. That she wasn't in because she was house sitting her right. friend's house. Neil Long is so fine. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you ever see the Key and Peele movie, Keanu? I did not. It's fine. You're not missing anything. Okay. You're not missing anything at all. Except mm-hmm. that Michael Key, mm-hmm. this is Michael Keegan, like whatever, Mike, Michael, the, the Key and Key. Yeah, Keo. right, right, right. 
Nia Long plays his wife. Okay. In that movie. Now, God bless Nia Long. Nia Long don't belong with Michael Key as a as the couple in this movie. Okay. But you buy it. You buy it. Because it's Nia Long. You're just happy to see Nia Long. And you know that she is his wife in this movie because Michael Key said, if that, I ever. If I ever. If I ever, 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 ever mm-hmm. get in a movie and somebody has to play my wife, it is going to be Nia Long. Going to be Nia Long. It seems like that would be on a bucket list for Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. is how fine Nia Long is. Yeah. So, I just want to co-sign. I look, it's, Ryan it's, Davis. It's it's a great little. I mean, he really lays out the evidence. Yes, he did. He really lays out the evidence. Lord Jesus. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I knew that would bring you joy. That brought me so much joy. I knew that would bring you Thank joy. You. you saw Candyman, correct? I did see Candy. Did we talk about that last week? Didn't no, we? we didn't. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. Me and you talked about Candyman. Oh, that's right. We haven't talked about Candyman. We haven't talked about Candyman. I saw Candyman. <laughs> Speaking of recommendations. Yes. You said that you were recommending, like you recommended to me. I think you should we, see Candyman. Right, because we know me in the theaters and I'm trying to. Is it you? How much of it is you in the theaters and you in horror movies? It's really me in the theater, but I'm, I, I, I think. I'm working it like like mm-hmm. I I, for, I I don't know if I, I I talked to you about this or I was talking to one of my friends. Someone was talking about how with the reserved seating, you can see how many people yeah yeah you are can see in it. the theater yeah. So I think that has gone a long way. You should see it. So I think I think it pays to see it in a theater. Okay. Um, I think it is as stylish as hell. Um, it's as a horror film is not as intense, okay, as the original film was, and I think that's because the original film there was definitely more of as as, as much as Candyman was doing stuff to people, mm-hmm. it was definitely a two man show between you know Candyman Tony Todd, right. And the reporter played by Virginia Madsen. Right. Right. And in this film, there is, it's more about how Candyman is like, like consuming this one person. Right. Um, so it's not, it's not as much of, of, of a give and take there. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's, it's, I enjoyed it, but I'm gonna say it's got good kills in it. If you like, I mean, if you're a horror person, you get, you there's good really kills. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how scary. Well, it well, is. here's 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 what I've gleaned. It seems to me that there is a thoughtfulness. There is definitely to this, and in a lot of ways. It seems like it speaks to the cultural resonance that Candyman has built Definitely. since it came out, which in a lot of ways 
like it seems to me without seeing, you know, obviously I haven't seen the film, but but just just you know, I, I've seen a couple of interviews with Nia DaCosta. I've seen a fair amount of interviews speaking speaking of Key and Peele with Jordan, Jordan Peele, Peele he's and, and just black horror mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. There was almost this reclaiming of Candyman. Like I think the original Candyman is pretty thoughtful. Like, just, just a pretty, like, I think it's a solid, like, you understand why Candyman stuck out mm-hmm. when it came out. But I do think the intentionality of of the racialized issues mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily in the first one. No, and they like, tried like, to build in, into right, the second Right, like, one. As, as black viewers, and mm-hmm. we talked about it when we reviewed Candyman, like, I think we had to do a fair amount of work yes to pull the race stuff out of Candyman. but in the 20 30 years 20 years i guess since Candyman came out people have been thinking about it mm-hmm. so that in a lot of ways nia DaCosta could build off of that she does and she does recontextualize his origin and also just like the 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 character of Candyman a, sure. a good deal in this film very effectively mm-hmm. um and just in one particular beat that I don't want to give away um she does it she does in this film it is and the acting in it is like crazy now I'll be honest I honestly like I like Yahya Abdul-Mateen yeah. I, I've liked him in most things and I think he's fine in this I I He's, he makes a choice. I don't know if I 100% agree with his choice in the, in the film, mm-hmm. but he's fine. He's fine. And isn't our girl in it? Tiana Paris is in it. I was it. about to say. She, she's done, she does good work. Even though it's funny, I, I read a review that was not kind to her as an actress. It's been getting mixed reviews. Yeah. and um, Which and, made me want to see it more, frankly, because yeah. like, if you kind of track who's not liking it, I'm True. like, I said, huh. even even though it's been interesting people that, you know, people whose opinion I actually appreciate. That mm-hmm. Some have been middling. Um, but the person who steals the film to me, for me anyway, mm-hmm. is Coleman Domingo. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, first of all, I was unaware that I, if I knew I forgot that mm-hmm. he was in the movie. Yeah. So when he shows up, I'm like, what is Coleman Domingo doing in, in Candyman? Right. Well, let me just hunker down a little <laughs> bit more. It's always good to see him. It's always good. Now, and he makes choices in this film, but I'm enjoying his choices. You can tell he is having a ball okay. in this movie. So he like really almost like steals the film for me. Um, but it's it's a it's a lot of fun. It's, it, it, that meshing of horror movie and sort of blackness, if you will, and thoughtfulness on a scale of one to get out where's Candyman fall I would say I, I would say it, it's probably about a good seven seven it would be higher but it admittedly has to jump through gymnastics because in her recontextualizing Candyman mm-hmm. she is not throwing away what has come before. Got you. Which means the first one, the second one, and the sequels after that. Oh lord! So she you really, you kind of kind of 
Well, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. She doesn't spend a whole lot of time, right, but she right, has right. to at least acknowledge them. Follow-up question. If it's one to get out and that's a seven, mm-hmm. where would you put people under the stairs? Which in my mind is, well, I'll, I'll let you talk. I would put people under the stairs probably right around the same place. Okay. Same place. Follow-up to the follow-up question. One to get out. These are sevens. Where's us? Ooh, us. Us. Wow. That's a good question. I'm going to put us, you know what? I'm going to put us maybe like a tick below them. Really? And only for this. And this is only me. And I enjoyed us, but I, I but, know I've watched it with you twice. But in the, but only in the in the way that we're thinking of how we're talking about this, there's still a part of me that is still a little unclear of the messaging of us. Interesting, and because I can't land on that, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm definitely on more solid footing with people under the stairs mm-hmm. and Candyman. I've got to give it a tick below. Interesting. What an interesting thing to say about us. Wouldn't it be great if we had a podcast and we could do an entire episode talking about (laughs) us? We've done a podcast. No, we haven't. We haven't? No, we did the talk back, but we haven't actually done an us. We haven't done us. I know. Wouldn't it be interesting if we had a month where we did horror signs, uh, horror kind of monstery movies every year that us would fit in very neatly we you know what we do vince wouldn't it be great if that month was coming in like two weeks it is vince what a wonderful world you know what else is coming next week what Candyman with mia DaCosta hits video on demand does it really yes oh so you're pushing me to go see it in I didn't theory. realize it un- until um, I saw th- that somebody put it in the chat that it's going to be in on video on demand. Oh, so one way or the other, I will be seeing it then. Yes. In the next couple of weeks. Yes. And it might make our list. No. Oh, I mean, there's no reason to be coy. If you're not picking it, I'm going to pick it. Oh, good. Because I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I have my choices. Yeah. I, yeah. I have my choices, too. But I can certainly bump one. I can bump next year. I, I'll bump one for us. You bump one for Andy Candyman. Well, I was gonna pick us. Oh well, then never mind. well then now uh, you've got your two. All right, and then I'll change anything. Good. Okay, all right, good. Because all right, I can't wait to give you this one. All right, all right. Oh, Janine on YouTube has a question for you, Vince. Okay. Did Vincent get to that Robert Glasper concert? Oh, I did. Did I say I, was, I didn't? I don't even remember talking. I did though. I was there. We went. How was it? It was good. It yeah. was. It was. It was good. It was. It was tight up in there, though. Ah, you weren't expecting. Yeah, that, it was a little tighter than than he actually. I guess. So when 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 was that? So what's today? Today's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I would have went. Was that last week or the week before last? I think it was last week. Last week. He he actually joked and said, y'all are risking your life to come see me, which was funny, but then that shit really wasn't that funny. <laughs> then it hit. Yeah, but it was good. And it was good to hear live music. 
Yeah. It was mm. good to hear live music, and I've never I've never seen them live. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. No, that's good. I enjoyed it. Thank you for asking, Janine. All right. Okay. She also says that she actually liked us better than Candyman. I have a lot of thoughts about us. Wouldn't it be nice if we had a podcast? Wouldn't it be nice if we had a podcast and we could spend like, like an hour and I could share those thoughts? Because I think you're right. All right. Like, I think Get Out, like the further I get from Get Out, mm-hmm. I think Get Out is damn near perfect. It's pretty damn like, good. Like, it's just a perfect horror film. Like, it really is. Us is messier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think parts of us stays with me more. Really? I think Lapita. I, I think visually. Well, yes, because Lapita's whole deal is definitely can be like she is magnificent. Like and just the themes. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you. you, you everyone knows my get out thing at this point like 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 part of the reason that i can watch get out like i can watch get out from now on like we can put it on get out right now because get out is a film that would the situation get out would never ever happen to me but us cuts a little close to the bone Mm -hmm. like like that sort of theme of what do we do what is the cost of the American dream. Right. What cost are you willing to pay? What throats are you willing to cut? Mm-hmm. Figuratively and literally. Mm-hmm. To kind of live this American capitalist. Get this stuff. Right. Dream. Right. And I like there's so much in us. And then. Well, we'll talk about it. But, we, we, but, but it's like there's so much in us. That I in that I find myself thinking about a lot. No, I feel you. I feel you on that. Uh-huh. But there's no way. Let's be clear. Us is no way. Like like I, like I said, I think Get Out is perfect. Yeah, yeah. It, like it's not as good as Get Out. I don't even know if I. That's actually a nice double feature it's, though, because People Under the Stairs, I think, has a lot of those same themes. That's not a bad double feature. People what? Under the Stairs and Us. Yeah, it will, it will creep you the hell out. Well, and just again, like 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 really thoughtful horror. Mm-hmm. The themes of consumerism and 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 capital, and again the cost. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the cost? Or even something like, now I'm in my bag. <laughs> Us people under the stairs, Day of the Dead. Okay, which yeah. is the second George Romero zombie movie in the mall. Right. But all of it just sort of, as Americans, what I mean, and right now we're living in like like we're like we're literally living in a moment where people's arguments are, we got to sacrifice some people so that the machine can run. Like we're not closing businesses; these people need to take these jobs. We don't want no masks because it's going to affect the economy. Like that's literally the conversation we're having as a country right now. That's very true. Like, what is it worth? To keep the bottom line, the bottom line. And the answer is your life. Mm -hmm. Who is your? Not me, but you. Right. Like, I need to be able to go to Chi-Chi's and I need to be able to go to Chi-Chi's and and Orange Julius and and, and I need to be able to go to Athlete's Foot and and 
and, and, and buy my shoes and, and I need to go to Buster Brown and, and Sears and Roebuck. Like, I need to do all of this. And your ass needs to be there. Like, if I go to TGI Fridays, I need you to take my order for my orange, for my uh, onion blossom. I'm letting all that live. Uh, Bree Bree 517 says, uh, to you, Vincent. Okay. I love that shirt, Vincent. I have the same sentiment, too. Your shirt, which says, ever since Prince died, shit's been weird. Because it's 100% correct. Think about it. Well, Prince died in what? 2012? 2012? No, not 2012. I don't, I don't know. Like two years, like three years ago. Oh, what? Was it just three years I ago? I'm pretty sure. Look at her. I bet. I bet it was. I bet it was before then. I, I, I bet he died. I'm not even going to look in the chat. I know. I hate, see y'all all screaming. 2016. Was it that long? Yeah. April What's, 2016. Yeah, it's been weird. Is April? Because you know what happened in November 2016. Your birthday? No. Well, my birthday. But you know what else happened in November 2016? We got a new president. Oh, Jesus. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And then it went and we've been. Shit's been we've, weird. We've been through the looking well, glass it tracks. ever since. It definitely tracks. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. All right. Damn, now I want to get to October, though. I've been, wait- I've been waiting to get to October. So what do we So we got next week? We've actually got. we got two more weeks. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Two and more we go weeks. right in October. Right in October. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I just. I can't even wait. I can't wait to just do the the um, newsletter mm-hmm. where where we'll announce the movies. Mm-hmm. Well, I know your two, but you don't know mine. I don't. I don't. <laughs> You're going to be so mad at me. I had a I had a pretty pretty obscure one for my second one, but now I'm going to hit two right down the right down the middle. All right. You're doing Candyman and Us. Well, once again, all the missionaries will love you. And they'll be like, what the hell is Len watching? Is it obscure? I hope one it's obscure. Of them is, one of them is really nice. obscure. One is obscure and one of them is iffy, but I don't care. I just want to do it. I mean, is it iffy as in, is is it a is There's it an argument as to whether or not it's oh horror. God's sake. Why don't you just pick a horror movie well, it, and we do this one another time? No, it is a horror. Well, it, truth be told, I have two horror films and I have a short. So one of my days is a double, double jaunt, and it's not scary movie because we're gonna hold that for no, when we can no, actually. No, not scary. We can show like we'll, no, we'll, no, I'm right. in no rush to watch scary. So no, you don't like scary movie? I liked it well enough. I mean, it's silly. It's dumb. Yeah, but yeah. all right, okay, all right, fair enough. I'm surprised you watched like you've seen scary movie. And it's dumb. It's got Regina Hall in. That's why you watched it. That's not why I watched it, but that certainly kept me there. Fair enough. All right. All right. We've been yamming long enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You ready? It's time for us to get into our review of Murder, Murder in, in Harlem. We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages.
Murder in Harlem, a 1935 American film written, produced, and directed by Oscar Michaud, is a remake of Michaud's 1921 silent film, The Gunsailous Mystery. Based loosely on the 1913 trial of Leo Frank for the murder of Mary Fagan, Murder in Harlem details the events around an African-American man who is framed for the murder of a white woman. But a white man is found to be responsible. Author turned, turn, author turned attorney Henry Glory is hired by the accused man's sister to defend him. Glory pieces the crime together and the white killer is revealed. Directed, written, produced by Oscar Michelle, Murder in Harlem stars Clarence Brooks, um, Clarence Brooks, Dorothy Van Eagle, Andrew Bishop, and Alec Lovejoy. This was the choice of Lynn Webb. What say you, Lynn, of Mr. Michelle's 1935 film? Murder in Harlem. Well, this is what I have to say. Well, first of all, it is, as I noted last week, long overdue for us to return to the films of our namesake, Oscar Michaud. Mm -hmm. It is um, always um, a thrill to jump back into the time machine and not only see his movies and see him like plying his craft, learning his craft at the same time that Hollywood and films are like, you know, like growing and, and becoming a thing, but also going back in time to see, you know, what life was for black Americans, African Americans in that day. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, because neither of us were, were there and, and some, you know, and, and, with each passing year that becomes even further and further in our rear view window because we are losing more and more people from that time. Right. You know? Right. So it's, it's really cool to return to that time, returning to 1935, which is definitely the early days of the talkies mm -hmm. with, um, Oscar Michaud. So much so, as you pointed out, that this film is a remake of a silent film that he had done. Right. Mm -hmm. Kind of like reworking this story, a very infamous story, the story of Leo Frank, mm -hmm. um, which is the true story that this film is based on. Now, the, the story of Leo Frank maybe has gotten lost to history a little bit, but it, it does not deserve to be. He was an American factory superintendent who was convicted in 1913 of the murder of a 13-year-old employee, Mary Fagan, in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. The 13-year-old, this is at a time, especially in Jewish factories of the day, when children were working in the factories. Right, you right, know? right. Um, and it's, you probably point out that Leo Frank was also Jewish. And Leo Frank was also Jewish, mm -hmm. but he was, uh, he, he was Jewish, but he was a black man. No. No, I thought he was. A, no, 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 no. You're right. He's 100. Yeah. He's a, 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 a Jewish person, a Jewish man, Jewish man. Um, convicted for the murder of Mary Fagan, and his trial was very sensationalized. That this 
young girl was murdered and there were notes left to make it seem as if the murder was actually committed by the I think the night watchman the, the, watch black, the, the black the black, black, black watchman that's right. where it was that made it seem like it was, she was murdered by the night watchman who was a black man um but the trial goes on and they convict leo frank he is sentenced to uh capital but he's sentenced to be put to death mm-hmm. but then i think in a, about a year or so later his his sentence is commuted to life imprisonment right but that's not good enough for these people uh so they kidnap this man from prison yeah and lynch him yes they do in 1915 uh only for of course years later right for his sentence to be uh basically revoked posthumously Mm -hmm. because even though it hasn't been proven there was someone else a white man no no i thought it was a jim conley yeah but jim conley is black Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought Jim Conley. No, Jim Conley is black. So it was two other black men. Yes. So it was the Night Watchman who was a black guy. And then Jim Conley. It's, 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 it's the movie. It's actually murder in Harlem. It is. I guess it is. It is. It is the movie. I, I messed up that, that part. Okay. I apologize. I got that part wrong. You know what? I can't even be mad at you because it's a banana story. It is. It's it's bugged. It's bugged. And, and, and it's it's insane all of that that happened to Leo Frank and the story of Leo Frank, which was definitely a story that has been written about over, right, over right. the years. And Oscar Michelle was a bit obsessed with he it. He was very obsessed with it. Um, so much so that he did the silent film that was kind of based on, on that. And now he remakes that in the talkies. He wrote a novel. He wrote a novel on yeah. it. And then he, he remakes it in, in Murder in Harlem. Um, where he can actually put, you know, voice to what is happening here and, and, and bring some life to this story, mm-hmm. you would think, because now it, it, it could be told, it could be, it, it could be acted and, and, and things of that nature. Um, and it's a great story and it's, and it, there is meat here mm-hmm. to really work. And you can see why this, uh, this story, would intrigue someone like Oscar Michaud and so much so that he wants to try and fine tune this story in all these different mediums as a storyteller, Mm -hmm. which is above all his accomplishments. That's what he is. He's a storyteller. Mm -hmm. That is all well and good. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, what he made in Murder in Harlem is a very awkwardly paced, mm-hmm. laborious, mm-hmm. long-winded, very, very amateurishly acted film that does not do which does not give any respect to the 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 actual story that it is modifying 
for this film. Mm-hmm. Like you said, this this film, Murder in Harlem, is about an African-American man framed for the murder of a white woman, um, but a white man is found to be responsible. Uh, and the African-American man who is framed is the night watchman at this at this. Factory. Chemical factory. Yeah, it was right. It was a chemical plant. Um, he he is he's framed, and then this traveling book salesman uh, slash author slash attorney, yes, Henry Glory, played by Clarence Brooks, is uh, uh, um, brought onto the case by the night watchman's sister who believes that this traveling salesman who she has met is the answer to her her prayers of proving her brother's innocence. Right. Okay. <laughs> that sounds maybe plausible. Sure, right. why not? It's a bare bones enough to get you into the story. Yeah. But the root there, because... I got there in two minutes. Yes. This movie takes <laughs> 42 minutes <laughs> to get to that point. <sighs> yeah. Because we have to deal with, first of all, we have to, I meant to look this up. Well, you're, you're an English uh, professor, Vince. Sure. Yes. The, the, I believe the term is non is nonplussed, nonplussed. N O N dash P L U S S E T. What are we What are we talking about? That that term non 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 plus. Yeah, non plus. Non plus. I've always been. It's uh, non plus means of a person surprised and confused so much that they are unsure of how to react. Yes. Okay. This film opens up with the definition of non plus as mm-hmm. this night watchman. <laughs> Goes down these stairs. Now, first of all, I mean, Oscar Michaud, by 1935, has been making films since the 20s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, while I'm this going to, to be fair of the man, he, I don't think he ever rose to the level of, you know, a Spike Lee or anything like that. Right. But he's been making films. I mean. He, he knows his he, way around how to made, work a camera. He made Within Our Gates. Right. Yet, in this film, the night watchman hears something down the steps, and the camera follows the night watchman out of the scene. Then we see the night watchman open the door. Then we see the night watchman walk down the stairs. Then we see the reverse angle of the night watchman walking down the stairs. Then we see the night watchman notice something across the hall. Then we see the night watchman walk across. This is five (laughs) minutes of film, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, oh yeah. I've, and no dialogue. Yeah. I thought, wait a minute. I could have sworn this was a talkie. I know they had talkies by 1935. What's happening? The night watchman comes upon the dead woman on the floor. How do we know? Because he looks down. Not because we see the the dead woman. That's another two minutes coming. Yes. But he does look down and seems 
nonplussed. <laughs> I'm assuming so because he doesn't do anything. He right. just looks. The camera widens out. Now we can see that he's looking at somebody on the floor before he then turns and we watch him walk back across the hall, back up the stairs, reverse angle of opening the door, yeah, back into the room so that we can see him now dial on the phone to call somebody and say, hey, you may want to get here. <laughs> I'll tell you when you get here. Yeah, I don't want to say this over the phone. I don't want to say it over the phone. This is now 10 minutes into yeah. the movie. Yeah. And the, and the hits just keep on coming. Right, because then we have to have a flashback. Yes, oh, yes, because now we've got a flashback. For a half hour. For three years. Yeah, three years ago. Why? So that we can establish that Henry Glory... Before he becomes the attorney that he tells us he is later in the film. Right. We have to see him peddling his book. Yes. In some apartment building where there's this maid who is coming on to him like, ooh, you're selling selling a book? Oh, well, I can read. Sure. (laughs) And I'm quoting the text. I'm quoting the script. I like to read. (laughs) I read good. That's right. Let me see here. Mm, It's got pictures. Mm -hmm. I read that. I'm like, what? And all of this is because Oscar Michaud wants to put in a little bit of autobiographical information because this is how he used to peddle his books right so he's you know he's writing what he knows right and that's what they tell you and that's what they tell you to do Mm -hmm. first rule of writing write what you know but you don't have to write all that you know we don't have to see you talk to the maid just so that she can say hey i have someone that lives across the across next door to me they also read too let me show you and walk you over to the window and look out the window. See that house out the window? That's where she's at. Go sell her a book. I heard she reads too. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'll leave and walk out and go sell her a book because she reads too. Now we're 45 minutes into the film. Yeah. I'm like, yo, man, I done forgot. I mean, we don't, first of all, we never see the white woman again. I know we do see her at the end because they kind of like reenact. Right, right, like right. That. There's a reenactment. Right. For like a half hour. Right. But that's an hour later. Yeah, that's an hour later after the crime has been solved. <laughs> <laughs> right. It. I mean, look, I, I am sorry. I am sorry. I have enjoyed the Oscar Michaud films that we have watched. Yeah, absolutely. We've watched, we've reviewed three Oscar Michaud films. So what would we did 10 minutes to live within our gates and body and soul and body and soul. I forgot about body and soul. Yeah. 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 And, and each, we've enjoyed each. And every yeah. One of oh them. yeah. I have a theory. What's your theory? I couldn't quite nail it down in the couple of biographies that I have, but this film feels flush mm. with resources yeah yeah this is 1935 and i did I, I do have just right in front of me that his wife mm-hmm. is also a producer 
Yes. What he's I think the I think Alice Russell is mm-hmm. his second or third wife. Yes. But she comes from people. Mm-hmm. The set design compared to the other Michelle films and to a lot of films. Like I actually texted you early and said yeah. I said Tyler Perry could learn something about set design from 1935 Oscar Michelle cuz the sets are pretty well built. For, yeah, for the most part. There are a couple of different locations like mm-hmm. like we've seen some of these movies where you can tell it's just two rooms mm-hmm. and they move a lamp around. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of furniture. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um art on the walls. Yeah. There is foliage, plants and stuff. I mean, you know, rugs, like all of this stuff costs money. It's not just a set design, it's a costuming's a little I was little getting point. to the costumes. Claudia, the female lead, yes, has three bad dresses. She does. There's like one she looks like a nice ribbon. Look, I was like like the the dudes are, like this feels like there's more money mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. in some of his other films. And I got the sense that maybe he just had more film. Like when we when I, you know, when like when I saw it, it said it was an hour and 38 minutes. I was like, yeah. why in the hell is this movie so long? I know. Right? And much like you say, there's so much in this film that didn't need to be in there just for the plot. Like the two dance numbers. You got two dance numbers. Again, you've got an extended flash. You've actually got two flashbacks mm-hmm. if you include the murder right. that they Looking show through. at the end. The cast is fairly big. Mm-hmm. There's a fair amount of extras in both of those scenes you're talking about. Yeah, at like the club, you know, yeah. right? You know, I don't know. Oftentimes, you don't have to pay extras, but you got to feed them. Like, mm-hmm. like they're there. So I almost get the sense. That was someone like Oscar Michaud based on the four films we've watched. Mm -hmm. I like it better when he doesn't have as many resources and he's got to scramble and Mm -hmm. think and do some really interesting things because it it is it it does feel like this could have used a great deal of editing. Yeah, because there's the other thing about this film and the title Murder in Harlem sets you up for a particular type of film. Yeah, yeah. And this film never delivers that film. Well, there's there's no suspense at all. And at at one point later in the film when we start messing around with uh the Lem Hawkins character, yes. the film basically becomes a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to that point, I think one of the frustrating things to me about this is that when you read about the film that it remakes, The Gonzalez Mystery, Right. That sounds infinitely better. Yeah. Yeah. 1921. It is historically the first film to depict a black detective. Mm -hmm. Depending on what month it came out, it might be the first depiction of a black detective. Charles Chestnut has a novel called The Conjure Woman. That comes out in 1921 that, you know, speaking of being an English major, like I always heard this was the first black detective novel. Okay. So I don't know. Like even in media. Right, right. I don't know what month which came out, but he's right there with this first Mm -hmm. depiction. Again, the case that this is based on is insane. Yeah. Like just the, the details of it. 
And of all of these sort of cultural events or, 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 or cultural details that murder in Harlem sits in, mm-hmm. it's the least interesting part yeah. of all of the things. And just as a detective, it's funny because Henry Glory is is a, a version of a character that Oscar Micheaux has in a couple of different things, like he, in his novels and in his films, as you mentioned Oscar Micheaux sold his novel door to door and there are characters in a few of his films and some of his um some of his books where it's basically a detective character who's a door to door salesman selling his novel but quietly Henry Glory doesn't actually do anything in here like Claudia the Night Watchman's sister is the one who figures it out she's his girl Basically, becomes this girl Friday, right? And she's the one going on stakeouts, and but she gets all the information. She's the one that figures out the connection between the Night Watchman. But it's always and the women. I, I know, it's I know. Like, like I guess you could read it this way: like he gets all the credit, but mm-hmm. she's the one. Much like you, I was not that impressed with any of the um, performances. Although I do have to say, I did like Dorothy Van Eagle. Who plays Claudia, the the character we're talking oh, about? Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. liked her, D- dude, dude. I liked her. Maybe you liked her because she kept looking at you directly <laughs> with her eyes. I mean, is that her fault or is that the director's fault? That, what do you mean, the director's fault? Oh, I liked her, dude. She she looked at the camera like the entire movie. I liked B. Freeman, who plays the madam. Oh, the slash bird. She's called Catbird. I thought she had a little energy. I don't know. I don't I, know. Look, I don't know about that. I don't know. Look, I'm not gonna fight you that hard. And then, um, and then, um, who's my girl's name? Who comes in at the end? And she's George's. Uh, she's George's mother. Oh, um, Laura Bowman. Yeah, yeah, Laura Bowman was was full through like she said if i'm a play old woman i'm a play like she was almost like a character out of kabuki theater <laughs> like she had on her shawl and her wig yeah and yeah. she was like she was in it yeah 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 so i gave her an a for effort okay or an e for effort all right i'm like, giving i'm mm, no look Look, I, I I didn't like I didn't enjoy any part of I like Clarence. You know, well I ragged on uh, Dorothy Van uh, Engel. You know, she wasn't done any favors by Clarence Brooks as Henry Glory, because (sighs) that man was stilted, boring, dull, and a deer in literally a deer in headlights the entire film. And I think he only spoke in three word bursts the entire movie. He apparently was in Harlem Rods the Range. Yeah, but I don't he's I don't think he's like a he's not like he's not the lead. Right, he that. wasn't It says he plays played Bradley. So he played the villain in Harlem Rods the Range. I think we may have liked him in Harlem Rods the Range. Okay, well we didn't like him in Murder in Harlem. We didn't like Harlem. him in Murder in Harlem, yeah. Hey, I mean that happens. No, 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 but I'm trying to figure out are we pointing at the director or are we pointing at the actor? Well, I'm going to here. I'm you want. I'm not going to lay it on the director. I, I'll I'll lay it on Oscar Micheaux, the casting agent, because I wouldn't have cast them. 
Um, but then once you cast them, you, you're dealing with what you got. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point, if he is, in fact, maybe got a, a couple more dollars to to play around with, maybe he takes his eye off the ball a little bit as mm-hmm. far as, you know, the, the performances. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they Clarence Brooks and Claud- Claudia is not bad. I'll, I'll say this. She's not bad in some in some scenes. She's the best thing there. Right. But she's not good either. Sure, sure. She just, and it, it primarily because she she does two things that just annoyed me in the entire film. She kept looking at the camera, mm-hmm. dead at the camera, mm-hmm. staring at the camera. Mm-hmm. Like you could see her looking at the camera, and you can literally see from her eyes that the camera is moving, and she is her eyes are moving with the camera. And then she did this annoying thing where she would go. And she would say a line, oh, but Mr. Glory. <laughs> she get real sexy for you. Why? She giving it to have you. Have you come here? She's giving it. She was giving it to you. <laughs> she like, was giving it to you. I mean, dude, I mean, you don't have to give it to me on every <laughs> damn line, lady. Jesus. you know. She was looking for a husband. <laughs> she was. She was. When... She started crying about how much she loved this man. That's who right. She met once. That's right. He had intelligent eyes. <laughs> and he was going to be a lawyer. And he wrote a book. And he wrote a book. So he he couldn't be married. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Her line of logic <laughs> was flawed. It's like what the hell? Oh my god. And Catbird hit him got her goon to hit him in the head. Catbird was ruthless. Catbird look, I told you. That's you told the me. that's the movie I wanted. I wanted a movie about Catbird. Yeah. Catbird was a madam and a and a crime boss. In an apartment. In an apartment. <laughs> she didn't even knock out the floor. She had a dude just standing out in the hallway hitting people in the head. And then they said, Oh, he's a he only has seven dollars. It's cause he's a colored man. <laughs> I don't care if he's an Ofe or I don't care if he's an Ofe or a colored man. You get him out this hallway and get my money. I said, "Whoa, Catbird! Catbird is real tough." Uh, the racial politics in here, nineteen thirty-five, <laughs> are on full display. Absolutely, the dark-skinned black people are definitely, you know, not shown at their highest <laughs> intelligence. Let's put it that way. Lim, Lim, uh, Lim, the guy who plays the other um workman who writes the note mm-hmm. at the plant, who historically, apparently, historic, you know, based. On my uh, 10 minutes of reading about it this afternoon. And, and by quietly 10 minutes, half hour of reading about this afternoon, <laughs> while the movie was on. A and lot of historians, nothing. right, apparently think <laughs> that he's the one who actually murdered the woman. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. So, right. you know, it was he, him. And in fact, there are references to it. Like all that nonsense about he can't spell mm-hmm. night. Night Watchman, mm-hmm. and he spells it Night Witch, is a direct reference to the actual to the story. actual dude who wrote the letters and left okay. them with the girl. Okay, but um, there's one point where the, where the evil white factory owner gives him like a quarter, 
and he actually shuffles and does a dance yeah, and says he's good white folks. I know. And then he does a he actually did a little jig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, because <gasps> I couldn't believe he was doing a little jig. I know. I know. And then he sure was scared of that body. We've talked about this before, but I don't remember. Where did we land on? It definitely, like, where did we land on the idea that these are black filmmakers that are helping to perpetuate this bias that is definitely out there in mainstream Hollywood sure, at the time sure. as well. But where do we land on that they are doing it too? Are they just giving their audience what they're used to getting? Well, I think we have we've because I don't want to come down on case, too hard. I think we've been case by case with Oscar Michelle. Okay. Because certainly... But we've watched other films from the, this time, right, too. Well, well, I mean, other, right, right. I th- well, I think a lot of them are case by case. I mean, something like um, Harlem on the Range, I thought, was pretty egregious with it. Yeah, yeah. But in Body and Soul, which, frankly, I had forgotten that was an Oscar Michelle film, mm-hmm. because I always think of it as... Uh, um. Paul Robeson as a Paul Robeson film, right? And and Paul Robeson is a very brown black man, and mm-hmm. but you know Paul Robeson is like a titan, yeah. So obviously, if Paul Robeson is on screen, you can't say that that there is colorism in effect because Paul Robeson couldn't play buffoon if he wanted to, yeah. And I don't think he would even let you do that, and exactly. So I think Lim is unfortunate, but I also think. He he did that was the job. Well, no, I'm like, not, like yeah. I think this he I'm very much him. was the comic relief. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and yeah. and he's just doing what he's you know, and thing. and it doesn't age well. But frankly, he's the liveliest thing in the film. Like like my favorite part of of the movie was the scene where Claudia is trying to get the information from from him, him at the club at the club, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that actually popped as much as anything pops in this movie which is why i think oscar michelle probably rightfully even though it's to the detriment of the film almost turns over the second half right third of the film to lem's character right and 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 the film now does have this weird other tone because he it's oh that's interesting stuff but you know he he's got some he's got life you know that's interesting i couldn't find a lot and by a lot like nothing about the the production of this film mm-hmm. you know everyone talks about the gonzalez yeah. mystery frankly but that's an interesting thought if maybe he pivoted mhm I, I mean, cause dude, because the film becomes a it, it becomes a comedy, right? Like the the rest of the film, I literally am looking for Larry and Mo because this dude is so much like Curly. Yeah, Alec Lovejoy. I, I don't know if we actually said his name out loud yet, but yeah, Alec Lovejoy as Lem Hawkins, as Lem Hawkins, who who is very much in the the Amos and Andy mm-hmm. school, right? Right. But and, he is lively. Yeah, and, and you know, oh, that's interesting. So maybe. I, I, so I don't think that's a bad theory. No, I, I definitely can see that because he 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 takes over the he film. He takes over the film. You know, you forgot all about Henry Henry Glory, yeah. and then when he comes back, it's like, oh, this guy. 
<laughs> right, because Henry Glory said Henry Glory got him on the stand, and I wrote it down. What did Henry Glory say after Claudia did all the work and then got him? And then Henry Glory said he was going because remember Henry Glory is a lawyer, and Henry Glory said, "If I understand the heritage of my race, I'll make him talk." And I had no idea what that meant. I know. Like if I understand the heritage of like I I thought he was going like bring out a bowl of potato salad <laughs> and start playing Frankie Beverly featuring Maze. And like Lim was gonna say, "Oh my weakness, potato salad, and maize featuring Frankie Beverly." I'll tell you everything. But apparently, the secret was he just yelled at him. Yes, yes. Well, maybe maybe it had watermelon breath. No, it's just, just, just. It's like, oh no, not watermelon. And them church fans with <laughs> church with with Robert Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, and Martin Luther King up in the clouds. It's my weakness. Not them church fans from Johnson's funeral home. Right. <laughs> right. No, no. Are you playing the electric slot? Like he just walked up to him and start and start doing the electric slide? Which is our weakness if he understands the heritage of our race. You can't see it. It's electric. <laughs> boogie, woogie, woogie. And like he started doing the electric slide. And then Lim said, I have no choice but to join you and tell you my and confess. And confess. <laughs> Curse you, line dances. Confess to the right. Right. Red's <laughs> cross. <laughs> Like Clarence go there and did, takes his shirt off. He's got a black family reunion shirt on. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Just saying. Right. He said if he understands the heritage of our race, I'll make him talk. I was like, Lord, I should probably pay attention to this part. <laughs> well, that's all to set up the happy ending. To set up the happy ending, we're come to find out. Did we mention that the entire film that Henry thought that Claudia was a prostitute? <laughs> I guess maybe we should have mentioned that plot point. Where he was under the impression that Claudia was a prostitute. <laughs> because she lived in the apartment across, across from, from the, the prostitutes. Room. Right. But then he finds out she's not a prostitute, which means that now they can get married. And look at the camera <laughs> and fade to black. And live happily ever after, because 1935. Jesus. So, Lynn. Yes. I guess the question, however, mm -hmm. is would you recommend Murder in Harlem? No. Mm. No. I'm sorry. Um, this film is not... It, there's other works mm -hmm. by Oscar Michaud. Hey, hey, not everyone, you know, even the great ones mm -hmm. have a clunker or two mm -hmm. in their uh, filmography. And this, I have to say, is one of Oscar's mm -hmm. clunkers. Mm -hmm. No, do not waste your time with murder. It is very much a clunker. But however, I'm going to add to what you just said. There are other works by Oscar Michelle, but there are not many of them. So you have to watch this. No, you have to. No, you don't. You have to watch Murder in Harlem. You, I don't think that this film. You have to watch every single surviving film by Oscar Michelle. No, you don't. 
I don't think that this film adds anything to your perspective of Oscar Michelle. I Michaud. think it adds to the language to talk about Oscar Michelle. You, you know, gotta watch it. No, it doesn't. What 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 has this film added to well the discussion about Oscar Michelle? Much like Michaud? we've talked about, this is by my recollection the best or it looks like mm-hmm. the best funded film of the four that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Now, if he has had something that's better financed than this and it appears on the screen, we just, I mean, we're, we're working our way through. Mm. But if this ends up being the best financed film that he made, I think that very much says something or adds to our conversation around him because I think if you go from episode to episode, and I'm specifically thinking about Within Our Gates, mm-hmm. which both of us applauded the way he recontextualized footage, yes. the same footage, mm-hmm. and worked with it in a way that arguably he didn't have to. Mm-hmm in this because it's it's again compared to the other films that we've seen this is damn near lavish like it really was striking yes how flush Mm -hmm. this film looked and again so many of these films have been lost hell the film that this was a remake of has been lost yeah I don't like the only way I'll kind of meet you halfway is watch it like I watch it, watched it. So like watch it, but then like also read about the the lynching, yes, of of Leo Frank, yes, which again is a banana story, yeah. And and I'm you know I won't say it's been lost to history, but like certainly I've never heard about it, mm-hmm. and you said you never heard of it, no. And and this was a huge this deal. Was a huge deal. Like, like, like you're time, saying, yeah. he was postu- posthumously um, found, you, you know, innocent. innocent. But that just happened in 2000, right? Like there right. was, yeah, like there was a whole, was a whole other... journey mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Where I think it was the 80s where they tried to do it, mm-hmm. and people was like, eh. and then the wildness. Everybody, know, like, how much? How much about the case did you read? Not a super lot. Dude, we think lynch mob, or at least I think lynch mob, I think about a group of people and they storm a building and they pull a dude out. Right. This was some old Ocean's Eleven type shit. Like, it was- Oh, ele- really? I know, was, I did, because I heard it was It was kidnapping. electricians. It was mechanics. It was, like, oh, it was, was, a whole it was an operation. Like, wow. they broke into, because he was in prison. They broke into prison. They sabotaged cars. They cut phone lines. They got the keys. They pulled, and it was like the governor of Georgia was involved. The the mayor of this town where the girl was from was involved. They had this elaborate set of signals where like, I forget where he was in prison, but between prison and the town that they had set up, to lynch him mm-hmm. they were signaling from town to town that the car was on the way with him they lynched him they sold pieces of the branches they sold pieces of the shirt my favorite detail 
sales were so brisk of the souvenirs of this lynching that salesmen had to get a license, basically had to get a peddler's license from the town. So the film itself is not great. But what the film represents, what everything, and, and you know, okay, I, I think you do got to watch. I, I did. There you go. It's a split decision. It's a split. Decision. It's a split decision, but I think you should watch it. No, you should go read the book about Leo Frank. Find out about that story and read that. That's what educate yourself. It, it's uh, you know, um, especially and keep in mind that this was a Jewish man that this happened to. Look, it you is. Know, it, it, you know what they do to us, right? Look, this was a Jewish man. This apparently this was uh the. This was a real, high not highlight, but but a real. It, this really focused on anti-Semitism mm-hmm. in the United States and with Jewish, I mean, um, Southern Jewish people. Like they talked about, like this was a moment mm-hmm. where, funnily enough, I was like, damn, this is what they should have talked about in Driving Miss Daisy. Like being Jewish in the South, like, like, what's like, like, and it, I mean, actually, chronologically, she would have been a, she would have been she would have been a lot she would have been a lot she would have been a, a kid she yeah but but certainly yeah. this was this was a deal okay so it was but th- that wasn't the scope that was not the, that was not the scope, scope of driving anyway space. yes I, w- I would say recommended so there you go but how are you going to take a note you just you just had to take I a just, shot I just look for ways <laughs> I just look for ways <laughs> to stab up driving Miss Daisy I look for opportunities <laughs> We were talking about cars. You know who else had a car? <laughs> and stab him. Just stab it up. Anyway. So um, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Well, split decision. So, you know, go watch Murder in Harlem. Don't say I didn't tell you. <laughs> Blame Vince. Yeah, let's see if y'all blame Vince on this one. Look, I'll, blame I'll, Vince on I this one. I will take that hit. Yeah. All right. Before we tell you what we're going to be watching next week, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, we've been caping up for October so much. <laughs> no, but we still got fun stuff in September. <laughs> yeah. We do. We definitely do. Before we tell you what we're watching next week, I invite you all to like and follow the Michelle Mission on all your favorite pieces of social media instagram facebook twitter subscribe on youtube at me show mission the michelle missions two men one podcast every black film ever made where you can hit swag and check out all of the cool designs that we have for your buying pleasure by way of our friends at t public you can also email all of your thoughts and concerns to the me show mission at gmail.com that's m-i-c-h-e-a-u-x-m-i-double-s I-O-N. The Michelle Mission is a proud member of The Podglomerate, thepodglomerate.com. We make podcasts work. Check out those curated podcasts that they got going on for you over there. Um, we also want to let you know that the road to 300 begins. Email all of your movie suggestions. We've taken in a few and we're shuffling them into the deck. Ladies and gentlemen, email your suggestions for the road to 300 to Michelle Mission at gmail.com. Also, next week here on the Michelle Mission, it's Vincent's turn. Yes. It's your turn, Vince. Tell her 
what we are going to be watching next week here on the Michelle Mission. We are going to watch a film that has been in the news lately because there has been word that it might be adapted into a film series. I mean, uh, um, television, television series. Television series. And that would be 1999's The Wood. Mm-hmm. 1999's The Wood with Richard T. Jones, mm-hmm. Omar Epps, Tay Diggs, mm-hmm. and a personal favorite of mine, Melinda Williams. Yes. Yeah, Melinda Williams. We were just talking about Melinda Williams a few weeks ago. Huh? Mm-hmm. So, looking forward to that. Looking forward to the wood next week here on the Michelle Mission. Uh, I also want to remind you all, in case you have forgot, that Nia Long is the <laughs> finest actress in Hollywood history. If you don't believe me, go check out the comedian Ryan Davis on YouTube. Tell him that the Michelle Mission. T- you should just put you. that up periodically. I will. Like just periodically. Just. Oh. Oh, there's a button where you can hit the banner like it's like a, a eternal banner. Oh, I smashed the hell out of that. Uh, Man, this is going nowhere. All right. All right. All right. We got to get out of here. Until next week. He's Vincent. I'm Len. And in parting, we say. We'll see you when it's time to meet again. Get vexed. Get vexed.